all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Through Pierre, on another terrific Tuesday. A little bit of a terrifying Tuesday, if you ask me, if you take all things into consideration. Today, Torch Report 226, the greatest threat of all. Learning how machines learning is being used to silence dissent and hack our humanity. Friends, it was a silly question. Yesterday, I asked, is Jesus AI being weaponized? And of course, it was meant to be rhetorical. Of course, AI has been weaponized. But I realize it was a silly question because it was a slightly misleading. On the heels of yesterday's inquiry into the implications of weaponized artificial intelligence, today we find this article. Should killer AI robots be banned? You know, <laughs> it's another silly question, but it's out there. I thought, wow, how ironic. I was just asking that question yesterday, and that's back out there in this in this article here today. And the focus of that article is on using AI robots in the theater of war, something that international policy centers have been debating for years. It's been something people have been talking about, like, oh my gosh, Terminator stuff, right? And their very best solution to the Terminator worst case scenario is to attempt to regulate this potential threat. Of course, that should come as no surprise. That's the solution to everything. We need more government policies, you know. When in reality, the use of artificial intelligence in combat has already long been underway. And as I've been digging into this topic, the degree to which I, I realized, wow, I was completely unaware uh, of this threat, it's very sobering to me. I didn't realize, for example, that they've been using these algorithms in deployment situations for a long time in lots of different ways. And I'm chewing through this 756-page uh, final report issued by the National Security Commission on Artificial Intelligence, a commission that for whatever reason was decommissioned. It was disbanded October 1st, 2021. So, I mean, I'll leave it up for you to speculate. You know, do you think the National Security Commission on Artificial Intelligence, they just figured it all out. They issued a final report. And now, ta-da, you know, there's no more no more issues here. We don't really need to continue studying. Anyway, that, that report is uh, substantive, shall we say. And while it's understandable that the Warhawks want to make sure uh, that they have every technological advantage. I mean, if, geez, if China had AI and the U.S. didn't, we'd be screwed, man. You know, so they want to have this tech advantage to keep us safe in the event of war, you know, to, ha to have AI equipped robots and AI equipped drones and all that kind of stuff. Uh, AI equipped strategy, essentially, the, the, AI can, the AI, the artificial intelligence can take in all of this information and make decisions faster and better than we can make decisions ourselves. I'm working on a special report, uh, by the way, it'll be released later this week for the Patriot Club, which you can join the Patriot Club for as little as $7 a month to help support this publication. And with that said, uh, today I want to focus not so much on the Warhawk aspect of it. You know, not it's not so much what if China made millions of kamikaze drones and equipped them with weapons that were wielded by AI algorithms on a mission to seek and destroy. So what, friends? So what? The much greater threat of AI is an inescapable global censorship. When artificial intelligence fully captures the flow of information, algorithms are going to be able to rapidly reprogram public perception. What's going on in the world? You know, well, only what they want you to know. How do you feel about a particular candidate? Only the way they want you to feel about that candidate.
How are you going to vote on the, on the next pressing issue? Well, however they want you to vote on the next pressing issue. Why is this true? Why is this a concern? Why is this the greatest threat of all? It's true because perception is based on information. So the reason that we make a decision to vote for a particular candidate, uh, uh, to vote for a particular issue, uh, to, to know what's going on and how to feel about what's going on in the world is because of how we interpret the information that's available to us. But when the AI controls all the information, the AI will continue will control public perception. And when AI controls public perception, you know, by extension, the AI will then control humanity. Friends, this is serious. And in fact, it's alarming. It's alarming not just because it's possible to weaponize AI to manipulate public perception, but because this strategy is actively being deployed all around the globe right now. 24-7, 365, friends, they're doing it. But let's not get ahead of ourselves here because you know what? It's just a computer, right? It's just an algorithm. It's just social media. So what if they, they, they take down some posts and they do this and that, you know, it's, it's just some lines of code pecked out by some budding young computer engineer in a Google lab somewhere, right? You know, at the end of the day, uh, we don't really have to be afraid of AI because we can just pull the plug, right? You know, perhaps we could pull the plug, uh, but let's not be naive here because I'm not talking about the AI robots taking over the world. I'm talking about the global cabal using this technology to enslave humanity. That is, to use this technology to trap the majority of the population in a mental mirage, carefully crafted by machines. This is where they can keep people safe in the metaverse. You know, They can keep people safe from misinformation, using the artificial intelligence to inoculate and immunize humanity against misinformation. Now... Consider these headlines for just a second here, friends. There is astonishing evidence that vast censorship has happened between the Biden administration and big tech. This is coming out of a lawsuit. We'll get into that in just a second. Another headline, uh, Google, Google's former CEO, Eric Schmidt, helped to write the, the AI laws in Washington without publicly disclosing his investment in AI startups. A little bit of conflict of interest there. And then another article here, deep fakes of anyone they want have begun appearing in ads with or without their permission. That article actually talks about the deep fakes of celebrities showing up like, oh, there's Elon Musk showed up in this commercial a video ad but it wasn't actually elon musk it was a deep fake why because the artificial intelligence can create that kind of thing do you remember the disinformation governance board can you imagine a super intelligent machine running the show right the ai the ai would be the ultimate fact checker because nobody knows more than the artificial intelligence that can use quantum computing to scan vast amounts of data that are incomprehensible to our feeble human minds you know so they'd be the ultimate fact checker right wrong <laughs> of course you know that but you know this would be the worst sort of tyranny it would be an invisible hand covering your mouth holding you down and strangling the life out of Lady Liberty and justice for all. Think about it, friends. There is astonishing evidence that private tech companies in the U.S. government conspired to censor public discourse and punish dissenting perspectives, deplatforming people, uh, going after people's jobs, mad doctors losing their jobs, teachers losing their jobs, all of that because they, they dared to challenge the narrative on COVID-19. Now, by the way, I don't know if you guys have uh, 
read the book or saw the documentary, The Real Dr. Fauci, put out by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Friends, if you have not checked that out, check it out. I did want to write up on that. I watched it last night. Uh, we watched it together as a family, as a matter of fact, and wholly disturbing. Uh, this documentary presents the other side of the story, shall we say. Now, that's not what I want to focus on today. So, you know, when we're talking about the AI and the controlling of information and this 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 uh, collusion between the government and big tech, a lot of that came out because of the COVID-19, because there are so many doctors saying this is not right, you know. And as noted in the case, uh, the Missouri v. Biden, investigators have been uncovering the astonishing evidence of an entrenched censorship scheme cooked up between the federal government and big tech that would make communist China proud. End quote. Now, I want to point out that it wasn't just COVID-19. It was election integrity. It was what happened to uh, J6 and all that kind of stuff. The opening line of the legal briefing provides some historical context that I think is really important. In 1783, George Washington warned that if free freedom of speech may be taken away, then dumb and silent, we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. End quote. Now, George Washington, I mean, some people hate him because he's a racist, bigoted, homophobic, uh, xenophobic, right-wing extremist. But, you know, most of Americans, I think, still have a lot of respect for good old George. And when he says the freedom of speech, if it gets taken away, that we're going to be led like dumb, silent sheep, we're going to be led to slaughter. You know, that's something we should pay attention to. The brief goes on to say the freedom of speech in the United States now faces one of the greatest assaults by federal government officials in the nation's history. Friends, we are under assault. This is all true. We understand that. But what's going to come of it? What do you think is going to come of this this uh, legal challenge to all the censorship? You know, I I kind of have my doubts. I'll tell you, it's going to be about as effective as, as uh, persecuting a Clinton. <laughs> you know, this insatiable desire to silence free speech and control what people think has already been unleashed at the global level. That is exactly what the effort to immunize humanity against misinformation is all about. This is what I've been talking about for months. And I just want to extend the thought a little bit further. It should be obvious that the information – that information affects elections, right? So we get this information, uh, and it's going to help us choose who to vote. And by extension, censorship, the removing or prohibiting of information also affects elections. So when the government and big tech are, are colluding on controlling or censoring information, this is going to affect elections. That's really important. When the WHO – talks about immunizing the public against misinformation, you know, and the managing the so-called infodemics, they aren't working alone. And it's not just the WHO, it's the UN and everybody else too, but they're, you know, it's what I'm trying to say here is that it's it's a top-down approach. The strategy is being deployed at all levels of global governance. This is a quote directly from the WHO website. It says, now the WHO is working with more than 50 digital companies and social media platforms, including TikTok, Goober, Viber, Viber uh, WhatsApp, and YouTube to ensure <laughs> – I want to say censor. That's what they – to ensure that science-based health messages from the organization and other official sources appear first when people search for information related to COVID-19. Now, again, it's not just COVID-19, it's COVID-19, it's election integrity, it's you know, all this kind of stuff. But there are two things I want to point out here by what the WHO is saying. One, this acknowledgement of big tech collusion was made over two years ago. So two years ago, they talk about 
immunizing the public against misinformation using artificial intelligence. And the second thing I want to point out is that when official sources appear first, they don't actually have to delete the dissenters. And that second part's really important because these people aren't stupid, right? The global cabal, they're not stupid. They may be uh, overly ambitious and arrogant but and ignorant to the facts of life, completely detached from reality and all that kind of stuff, but they're not stupid, strictly speaking. Uh, and if they just started shutting down websites and blocking access to news sources, that would tip the public off to their ploy, would it not? Uh, but if they just bury the dissenting sources under a mountain of official propaganda and narrative, then voila, you know, most people won't get the memo and very few people will grow wise to the scheme until it's too late. And 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 this it just reminds me just real quick, you know, I uh, had a, a somebody that had subscribed to the Patriot Club and they reached out and said, "Luke, I subscribe but I still can't get access to the special reports and stuff." I said, "Oh, what's going on?" I look on my end and I'm like, "Oh, no, everything looks good on my end." And I you know, look on their end, "Oh, everything looks good on their end." You know, like everything should be working, but it wasn't working. What was happening was that they weren't getting the emails. And not only were they not getting the emails, like, "Hey, let's look. Look in the um Look in the spam folder. Look in the and all these different folders where it could have been automatically or algorithmically sent off to this other former uh, folder. But in looking, they did not exist. Not just in the desktop email platform, but go online and look at the email there, and it did not exist. While it showed being sent from my computer, it never arrived at that individual's computer. How is that possible without? algorithmic intervention? And could it be that the artificial intelligence was selectively dismissing or taking my uh, content, the content that I've created and shared that this person is subscribing and wanting to get to, and simply making it disappear? Does that make sense? You know, uh, it, But if they did that all of the time, then everybody would be like, I, I'd be like, what the hell's going on? You know, This isn't right. Uh, nobody's getting any of my stuff. But if they just did it a few times, doesn't that tip the scale? You see what I'm saying? You know, they, they don't have to shut down everybody or every single message. They, oh, well, they're not doing that. Look, look at Joe Rogan. Look at these people out there. They, they, they're talking to millions of people. And yes, true. But that doesn't mean that they're not tipping the scale or leaning on it just a little bit or burying the information, making it more difficult for people to find accurate information. You know, uh, says somebody who's slow to wake up. Wait a minute. Didn't I hear something about COVID shots causing serious adverse reactions? You know, and they go to the, you know, clickety, 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 tap, 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 you know, and they go on the Internet and they look and says the AI, the algorithmic provided uh, search results. Vaccines are safe and effective. Evidence of adverse reactions has been identified as misinformation. For more information, refer to the CDC. You know, in reality, friends, the AI is going to communicate. Uh, in whatever way is most effective to change the mind, to change your mind, to change the mind of somebody with your personality profile and linguistic preference. So this is the this is the the bigger issue here, the threat here. Directly from the WHO, I just want to share a little bit about how this works. The social listening and the and the sentinel surveillance. I've talked about it quite a bit in recent episodes, but here is a screenshot right from the World Health Organization's website. It says social listening with artificial intelligence, and it talks about countering fake news and rumors. Uh, it says it only responding and mitigating when it's too late. We have to put in place uh, something that's going to be proactive, right? We call this the social listening approach. And it's got this cutesy little diagram and it shows all, you know, how the AI is being trained to, instead of labeling things as right or wrong, they just share corrected information and trusted sources, you know. 
To drive this point home, friends, consider this straight from the website. Quote, machine learning also provides insights into what kinds of emotions users are experiencing. So machines are understanding our emotions, okay? Instead of simply dividing the data by type of sentiment, positive, neutral, negative, language analytics can shed light on anxiety, sadness, denial, acceptance, and other emotions expressed in social media posts. This level of detail allows the global cabal to develop an effective offensive strategy and assuage the public's concerns before misinformation can gain steam. End quote. Now, zoom out, friends, in their own words. Did we not just read that they have developed an effective offensive strategy that uses AI to, quote, assuage the public's concern, quote, end quote, before the peasants uh, get too uppity about global tyranny? Socially, that's what it means. You know, to, to assuage means to appease, to calm, to satisfy, to relieve some burden or pain or make it less intense, you know. And since fundamental transformations and complete destruction of our way of life and incredible transitions can be other, you know, uncomfortable and intense, it only makes sense that the global cabal would want to assuage the public. Otherwise, there might be an emotionally charged opposition against their globalist schemes. You know, keep in mind they're using AI to do this. And they have been for years. Now, how might they use this information for, say, affecting the outcome of elections? You know, how might they use these same offensive strategies with regards to turning the elections toward a preferred candidate? Like, say, some globalist uh, who's environmentalist who's running as a conservative in the UK, <laughs> just for example, you know, since this technology. Uh, was clearly in use back in 2020, how might this AI-infused strategy have impacted the outcome of our own historic election? Remember when Joe Biden was the most popular president ever elected? How might the AI have had – maybe it had something to do with that. I don't know. How might have it impacted the election? So and, – and if for some odd reason – our government hadn't grasped the power of this tool and the importance of pacifying the public with AI at that point, meaning back in 2020. What are the chances that at this point they've still failed to realize just how politically powerful this weaponized AI can be? How many people do you think realize that this is happening? How many people understand how all of this works? As this Capacity. I mean, I, I, I honestly, many, uh, not many, very, very, very few, right? But as this capacity and strategy to manipulate public perception continues to accelerate completely unchecked, weaponized AI is going to gain greater and greater control over our political discourse, over our public policies, and over our everyday lives. As Yuval Harari correctly pointed out, we don't even have philosophical models to understand such an existence. He says, if we fail to conceptualize this new hell quickly enough, we might ourselves be entrapped where there is no way out. We might find ourselves entrapped where there is no way out, end quote, okay? Just imagine when the AI is in charge of your social credit score and digital currency. Imagine when it can track your location in every moment, when it keeps track of your heart rate and breathing patterns, when it can predict your thoughts and make decisions for you. Then realize that these technologies already exist. It may seem like a wild leap of faith, but the efficiency and the convenience of all these new technologies will soon become irresistible. 
like the thousands of people who are already getting microchipped so they can pay without carrying a wallet, and those who dream of implanting a microchip in their brains to connect their brains to the internet, the allure of being lazy and yet somehow still being all-knowing is going to intoxicate the masses, especially since it's going to be the AI that's selling the product. AI is like the master seller, right? Imagine if the machines get all deep deep faked up, right? It's like Halloween coming up. So imagine if the machines use, you know, they create this deep fake video to adopt a persona that appeals to your profile. Imagine if Donald Trump showed up in your feed telling you that Joe Biden was doing a great job. The economy's booming. Just go get your booster. Would you believe it? You know, perhaps that would be too obvious. But imagine if someone you trusted told you something you didn't want to hear in a deep fake video. Would you believe them? How would you know? You know, would it matter if you didn't believe it? You're like, that's a fake. I don't believe it for a second. But what if the majority of people did? Friends, the point is this. While you may be able to accurately discern between what's real and what's not, between what's AI and what's human, between truth and lies, the simple fact is that most people cannot. People act on their beliefs. And when the AI controls their information, it will control their beliefs. And when the AI controls their beliefs, it will control their actions. And when that happens, anything is possible. So remind me, who's programming these machines again? Oh, that's right. It's the global cabal. Friends, resistance is futile, says the Borg. But my soul cries out, resist, we must. <laughs> and that is the, uh, that's the message of my heart for today, friends. Stay alert. This current calm that's being, uh, that's, you know, happening right now, this is the AI assaging the public. I assure you, this wild ride is far from over. So, friends, please, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the honor of clicking that little heart and giving me some love. Click the thumbs up, subscribe if you have not subscribed already, and above all else, please share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this terrific Tuesday, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Mm-hmm.